0: Welcome to episode 357 of the Thunder Underground podcast, Trent here as always, and in full disclosure, I was not going to release an episode this week because I only had one day at home and I was kind of on a time crunch. I just got home yesterday, last night, from Rocklahoma, and I'm leaving in the morning, tomorrow morning, for Blue Ridge Rock Fest, the day that this episode will be released. However, unfortunately, I'm putting this out because I just found out tonight that Dave Sherman passed away. Dave Sherman has been in a lot of great bands throughout the years, notably Spirit Caravan with Wino. And the reason I wanted to get this out quickly is because, you know, we, throughout the years, Jason and I always did, you know, tribute episodes or, you know, a small, you know, We'd talk 5, 10, 15 minutes about an artist if they passed away, if it was someone that we, you know, are big fans of, or, you know, every once in a while we'd dedicate an entire episode to it. But there's been a few times now throughout the years that someone that was a guest on this podcast has passed away. And I always like to re-release the interview said person, you know, was a part of on this podcast, you know, just as kind of like my small way of paying tribute, you know, I could say a few words here, but why not just let them speak, right? And sure, it's an older interview, but it's still, you know, it's always relevant, you know, if if you're a fan of a musician and they're gone, you know, it's great to, obviously the music is timeless and forever, so technically the person is never gone, you know, that's the great thing about music or movies, if someone you enjoy listening to or watching or whatever, you know, leaves this realm of earth, their music will always live on. So even though we've lost Dave Sherman, we can still pop on his music for the rest of our, the rest of our lives. And that's the beauty, the beauty of music. So I wanted to, uh, throw this episode out and you know, try to put this together quickly. I was just going to say a few words not make this lengthy. This interview that Jason and I did with Spirit Caravan has now, it was almost seven years ago. Before I get into that, I just wanted to mention our sponsors. I'm not going to go into great detail like normal because this is a, a tribute episode. But our sponsors are Medfarm, which is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. If you mention Thunder Underground, they give you 10% off your first order and 30% of their proceeds at all times go to build no kill animal shelters. We've also got DEB Concerts, who is a promoter based here in Tulsa, who is always putting on great shows in this area. They recently had Poison a few months ago, had Megadeth and Lame of God here in town, and Rocklahoma just ended this past weekend, where DEB Concerts booked the entire Roadhouse stage lineup throughout the weekend and it went off beautifully. And that's something I'm going to talk about on the next episode when I do a Rocklahoma review rundown. All that great stuff next week. We've also got Sunset Tattoo, which is a tattoo shop based right here in Tulsa, Midtown Tulsa. Tattoos are done getting proper, state licensed, and they are mother approved. If you hit up Jake over there at Sunset Tattoo, he'll get you lined up for an appointment so you can talk about what you need to have done. You hit up his socials sunset tattoo tulsa to check out all his work it's all fantastic and that's a good lead-in to the rest of this that i'm about to talk out talk about because jake from sunset tattoo has 25 plus years of experience but he's also got many years of experience as a bar owner bar slash club venue whatever word you want to use And if you're from the Tulsa area and you've been to rock concerts throughout the years, I would hope you have saw something at the Downtown Lounge. Jason and I spoke about the Downtown Lounge often, you know, because we would we did quite a few interviews there at that venue with bands like, besides Spirit Caravan, like Scattered Hamlet. He is legend a couple times just to just to name a couple of these and it was kind of like our bar that we would always hit up if we were going to a show at the canes or the brady or the bok center any show in that area downtown lounge was always the pre and post game spot you know i remember a big group of us went there after black sabbath when black sabbath was here like 2016 i think it was and uh pre- and post-Iron Maiden, and all those big metal shows. But even without that, it was always kind of the spot that we would just go, you know, hey, you want to grab a beer? You want to hang out for a bit? Let's hit up Downtown Lounge. You know, it just had a, a great aura, a great vibe, a great... Everything about it was great. And the other cool thing is, you know, it was right across the parking lot from the Brady Theater, or excuse me, now the Tulsa Theater. But when Downtown Lounge was around, it was still the Brady and even, you know, in Keynes is what, just a couple blocks from there. So a lot of band members would show up in there. You know, Jake's got tons of pictures of guys sitting at the bar, you know, like Pepper Keenan or whoever. I remember one time, you know, he showed me a photo of him. I don't think he might have posted on social media it was a photo of him with Tobias from Ghost. And this was back before Tobias had ever officially, you know, revealed you know, the, ever before they officially made it official that this is who Papa from Ghost is. Tons of great shows throughout the years. And one of those great shows that I saw was Spirit Caravan. I think they played there, well, they probably didn't play there more than once. Because I, re- I remember when he announced that, I was pretty shocked because, you know, Spirit Caravan was touring, but it wasn't like a massive months-long tour. So just to, you know, get him in a A small venue in Tulsa was really cool. And leading up to this, I hit, you know, this was something else I hadn't mentioned yet. Is this episode that we recorded with Spirit Cave Ran was actually episode 26 of this podcast. And we are now, or I am now at 357. So we're 331 episodes removed from this episode. That's a shitload of talking, a shitload of interviews. You know, we're talking, we're coming up on seven years because this episode was released at the beginning of November in 2015. This podcast kicked off in May of 2015. And I believe the show at Downtown Lounge was like November 1st or 2nd. And we put this out a few days later. So, I mean, going way back. But I wanted to mention that because... With 357 episodes, not every single one of them has an interview on it. You know, there's a lot of them where we were just talking. But of, I would say 300 plus of these episodes have an interview on it. And throughout the years, the question that we would get asked the most besides just like, how did you get this started? Or what made you want to do this? Or how are you get in contact with so-and-so? All that kind of stuff. The question we get asked... The most often in the last few years was, you know, what's your favorite interview? Or, you know, what's a few of the, the coolest ones or the best ones, that kind of thing? And usually when I'd rattle off 10 or 15 of these, the Spirit Caravan was one of those because, you know, 26 episodes, we'd only, at that point, only had on, you know, a handful of kind of known artists, I guess you would say. You know, we started with local and independent regional artists. And then early on, you know, like in the mid-teens, we ended up getting Gumby from Battlecross on here. And then around, like, I think it was episode 21, we got Joey Allen from Warrant. And we started, you know, picking up from there. And when Spirit Caravan announced they were coming to Tulsa, I I remember that I couldn't, you know, I was I always try to, you know, do this professionally, get a hold of their publicist, whoever they are, whoever the band is. But I couldn't, at that point, I couldn't find one. So I just went directly to their Facebook and just sent a Facebook message and asked, you know, hey, could this be passed along to, you know, whoever needs to make these decisions? But we would, you know, love to interview Wino or Dave whenever Spirit Caravan is in Tulsa. And I got a response, and the response from spirit caravan said yeah we would love to do that and this is dave sherman by the way and so i actually pulled this you know i you know dug back through the messages and found this message you know just to verify i'm like i'm pretty sure that emailed back and forth with dave and i pulled it up to verify and yeah he had said this is dave and that message when i was looking back you know through the you know through our back and forth on the messages One of the things, you know, as I got, like the day before, I think I messaged him and asked what, you know, what the best time for them would be. And he had said probably 4.30 to 5. I'm not sure what time sound check will be. And I said, you know, I was coming in from out of town that day and I put, you know, I I believe about 5 to 5.30 is the quickest we could get there. And he said, he's like, yeah, sometime around that time of work. And then he said, we'll play it by beer after that. And I, I completely, I remember when he, when he messaged me that back then, I thought it was funny. And it kind of slipped my mind since then. So hearing that again, I'm like, that's the kind of, I'm going to use that phrase now for the rest of my life in honor of Dave Sherman. Play it by beer. You know, I mean, you know, a great play on words there from Dave Sherman, so. Anyway, something else that notable from that show is that we got there you know around the time like I said five I don't remember exactly what time, but the point is we got there and we walked in and they were starting a sound check, so we got to sit there and watch their entire sound check, which is you know always fun to watch any band but just to see you know a legendary act like that. With legendary musicians was very, very cool to sit in a, a small venue with just a few people checking out a sound check from these guys. And after the sound check, I, I think it was bef- either before we did that interview or after. It was probably before Dave was talking to Jake Thompson. He, I overheard him and he he mentioned. I can't remember. You know, this is totally paraphrasing. I can't remember the quote, but he he mentioned that. He was kind, you know, kind of nervous or apprehensive when they walked in the, in the club because it was, you know, small that kind of thing. And he's like, a lot of times in those situations, he's like, the sound doesn't come off as good as it could. But he mentioned that the sound was amazing, and he he feels like it's the best sound they had had on that tour thus far. So I just want to throw that in because I thought that was kind of cool, and that's you know notable because I. Always loved seeing shows at Downtown Lounge, like I said just a bit ago, because it was just a cool vibe. You know, the sound was always great. That's a testament to Jake. I'm gonna play a clip right now of, you know, I kind of skimmed through the intro to that that episode that me and Jason did, and I just wanted to play a here a quick clip of, you know, something I'm just talking about Spirit Caravan for a second and then jason says something about dave sherman so i just wanted to include this real quick so here you go you know you're here in a minute but they've got new new music coming so look for that next year that's right to go with the previous couple albums i had i know they had a couple eps as well but it's good you know that these guys are back you know doing music together again they've done both of them have you know been parts of tons of different projects mm-hmm. you know before spirit caravan and then the and the tenor Twelve years that they were gone, as well. But you know, they're this is a great band, so I'm glad they're back. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um,
1: you know, I think I think when you start talking about this band and this kind of thing, uh, everyone just goes right to Wino, and um, rightly so. Again, it was insane just to sit there and you know hear him tell stories. But uh, you know, we got to thank Dave Sherman. I think he was the one that kind of corresponded with you to get this going, right? Uh, and he was a super nice guy, Uh, so I just, you know, even after the interview, once the show was going, he was at the merch tent, you know, uh, shaking our hands and waving at us and stuff, just, because they're great to their fans, it was just uh, a real honor.
0: But yeah, Dave Sherman, I know he's not like a household name to your average music fan who doesn't delve into these genres of metal but you know anyone that has listened to that whole you know area like the the stoner the doom the sludge you know it's it's a pretty broad area of metal you know metal has a million subgenres but you know it's it's a wide area and you know dave was a part of it for a long time and besides spirit caravan you know he had wretched earth ride recent years he had weed as weed black mass you know he was also in the obsessed i think for a little bit i'm pretty sure he wasn't you know currently but i know whenever they were playing around the same time that spirit caravan was back for those two or three years in the mid-teens here you know because this interview was 2015 i think they went you know from around 2014 to 2016 or 17 and i was always kind of hoping In recent times, that they would do something again, but Wino has been doing the obsess now for the last year or two. And well, what I was trying to say a minute ago, backtracking once again, sorry, losing my train of thought, was that if you're not super familiar with you know just the name Dave Sherman, you know he's the bass, he's most known for being a bassist and a vocalist, and you know he's played guitar as well. But like when we saw Spirit Caravan, you know, it was just amazing because I got to see both Wino and Dave sing, you know, they did a couple obsessed songs that, you know, Wino rocked out and they just, you know, the, the whole thing was cool. He was just a super nice dude. And I I, I think at the, at the end of this interview, like the last thing that is said was, I think, is Dave saying, talking about Wino being a nice dude, because... You know, it kind of blew my mind because when me and Jason showed up, we, you know, when they were ready to go, we went over to the the room that we were doing the interview in and Wino was like, haven't I met you guys before? And this guy meets a tons of people every time he does a show. I mean, he's like the forefather of doom metal at the obsessed. And like we had actually met him. I don't remember. I should have looked that up, but it was about a year or two before. Whenever Black Label Society played in Wichita, they were doing the Unblackened tour where it was not completely acoustic, but it was like, you know, stripped down. They released the, the Blu-ray and the audio, live audio of that, like after the tour. You know, it's one of my favorite Black Label Society tours because some of my favorite Zach songs are all the his solo stuff, Pride and Glory, and the slower Black Label songs. But anyway, the point is, Wino opened the show, just as Wino, with his solo stuff. And after the show, you know, we went outside, you know, got a picture with him, talked to him for a couple minutes, and that was it. So I just thought that was wild that he remembered us. You know, and especially being a guy of that's held at that regard in that, that area of music. And then on top of that, you know, him being totally cool. The point of this episode is Dave Sherman was as cool as hell, you know, he's just super nice and just a totally laid back dude. So it's a, it's a huge loss, of course, you know, so condolences if any of his family members or, or friends hear this and, you know, of course, if you're a fan. So this interview is about, I think it's about 30 minutes long. With Dave Wino and Ed Ed Gouli, who was the drummer at the time for Spirit Caravan. So, I mean, there's points in the interview where we, you know, veer off into Wino questions from the early days of the Obsessed and everything. But Dave's got some great stuff to say, so let's jump into this and check this out. Here is Spirit Caravan from November of 2015.
2: You know, it's like the smaller, kind of like more, I mean, I don't really want to say the D word, but, you know, smaller kind of club like that, you know, <laughs> better feel, better sound. I mean, if you want, if you want like, a, a big a big uh, big station, like a big place where it's all wood and people know what you're doing with the sound, they put the money in the sound, and, you know, you can't top that really big. Powered monitors, man, they have powered monitors. That's, each monitor has its own amp. See, that's important because, you know, most people, when they have big PA systems, they don't put the money into them. They'll have all these monitors. But they won't be able to drive. Sam, won't be able to give, able to give you anymore. You know, you've got like a power JBL behind you, man. This <laughs> thing's probably like, you got as much as you need. Yeah. Hey, hey, Donald, we're gonna be sitting over here I doing it. Like we're gonna be sitting over here doing an interview. That? We're just gonna be sitting over here doing an interview. I think this is like our chiller room too. Yeah, this is, our yeah, this is our stage, chill.
3: I, I got a key to it, uh, so I'm holding the key. I mean, I think it's pretty
2: cool to leave the guitars over right there in the boat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah
3: they're, they're, this is a cool place. I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a you good vibe. Just want to let you know where we're at. Okay, let's let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh,
1: we're rolling. So, um, uh, what brought you guys back together in 2014? Were we just always, you know, together and just?
2: Well, <laughs> well we um, I moved back in California to Maryland specifically to do it to put, put it back together. We had like this, this entrepreneur guy that like uh, threw a little bit of money at us, was just looking for a friend of ours, but. He ended up kind of like, he ended up being a total control, freaking one control, but it was good because I uh, made, made it back out of here, and uh, we hooked back up, and we, Henry Henry Vasquez from Vitus was playing drums, mm-hmm. and we did that we did it, we did, a, we did a, some shows in Europe, and we did, uh, we did like a tour mm-hmm. in the States and tour Europe, and then, but um, Henry's got, had, you know, Henry had other commitments and stuff, and we were sort of, uh, we were sort of at a, at a, at a crossroads, and then um, uh, I was in a bar playing acoustic guitar in Frederick, Maryland, and, uh, and Eddie shows up, and, uh, I mean, I haven't seen Eddie, Ed, or, or played with him in, like, I mean, probably close to 30 years. 30. 30 years? So after 30 years, he shows up, and uh, he's got no ties, he's got ready to, ready to rock, and so it seemed logical. I mean, we, um, there was a local, uh was a guy who started putting on a festival in Maryland, uh, the Doom, Maryland Doom Festival, not because she's at the Death Festival, but it's on a smaller scale, the Doom Festival, and... Uh, so we uh, we agreed to play it, and we put the band together and started uh, started rehearsing. And we thought it, thought it was good and it was fun, so we kept going. And so now we have uh, we got we're going to be playing two, maybe three new songs tonight. But we have we have songs in the can for a new record. Hopefully next next year, early next year. Cool, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. He said uh, he said you guys
2: had some new songs. Yeah, we we have we have two new songs. We're definitely doing, and one if we're feeling feeling, feeling froggy. I mean. <laughs> we should be doing that with anyway anyways. I keep forgetting because that's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
3: but I mean I'm to lock it. Down. Anyways, just to,
2: yeah. bottom line, bottom line, we you know we'll have a new record out, and so that's that'll be cool. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. How would you compare the stuff you're doing now? I mean, obviously the sound's gonna be similar, but is the I the think vibe it's, I considerable think it's, to the old records or
2: I think it's the same as in like Spirit Caravan, Obsessed kind of vein. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean it's just you uh, hear it's like. Kind of fast we're playing kind of a fast punky one or are playing kind of a dreamy, uh kind of a dreamy heavier one.
0: like what was the reason you guys split up in first place, was it? Spear carrying? Yeah.
2: Um this so kinda of random. We, well, we didn't have a label we didn't have a label and uh nobody at that particular time wanted to uh invest any time or money, so basically we couldn't find a label. And then there was a few personality issues flying around and um uh, you know, I was kind of at odds with the drummer and stuff, and it um, didn't seem like anything was going to change to me, so that's just kind of was sort of like the natural law of, uh law of natural, you know, personality bullshit, I guess, you know, I mean. He we, got I pissed mean, as
3: fuck at us because we were acting like assholes, <laughs> so basically he fucking like said, fuck you guys, man, you're acting like dicks, man, I don't want to play with you no more, and we were...
2: I was trying to, smoke, trying to sugarcoat it, man.
3: <laughs> 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 but now, <laughs>
2: Things have change. I think it really change. I mean, things have <clears> changed a lot. I mean, obviously, we don't have, we don't have the same drummer anymore. And um, I'm not really sure that I'd ever be able to, see I, 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 with him again. But being sure, we always love each other, man. It's like, you know, it's like, it's really about spirit. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's what it is. It's yeah. like spirit, your drive. I mean, it's my first cut, biggest heart, and most drive to just want to do it. I mean, you know, here we are um all this time later you know and we don't we still don't mind getting in the van and uh you know
3: we don't we, we understand don't. what it is yeah and,
2: and, you know to us it's it's fun i mean all we could do when we look when we were in is when the fuck we getting on the road man you know <laughs> so i mean <laughs> to, be able to, bring the, to be able to bring the music out you know especially like places i mean this is never until so Oklahoma has never been um uh, what, what i would consider to be like you know a a major market for yeah. us or even playing live but you know what man we're here because we want to be here and like we want to bring the music to people, and, like, we appreciate We appreciate uh, you know, people coming out, no matter how few. I mean, we played five people, we played 5,000, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the way to look at it. That's the way you have to look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, it's but you know. Especially in rock and roll. I mean, I think everybody's got a good attitude. I mean, that's, and we have a killer crew. We have two guys working for us this time, and they're the best two guys we've ever I've ever worked with. So it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. They're pretty good guys, pretty man. Fun, man. The guys we fun.
3: took with us, our crew. So far, it's pretty fun, uh, uh, I mean. Don and uh, Brandon, they're 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 at our beck and call, you know, pretty I mean, much twenty four seven. I mean, that's all like, you can ask like for really, in a it's, crew. It's
2: refreshing because you know it's like uh, I don't know. You have people, you know, nice folks, and it's nice to work with people that uh. It's like I can't stand like arrogant people, man. Arrogant people with you know selfish people. That's I can't. I, can't I would say they, do that we're all too polite. Huh? Yeah. We're all too polite <laughs> saying thank you, man. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. It might seem a little unrock rock and roll when you say thank you, but be, you'd be yeah, surprised but how far it goes, man. Yeah. People in these does. clubs and shit like that, they're so shocked by arrogant musicians and fucking... You say thank you. So just it goes business, a long way. you know. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And all, everybody's so jaded, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God, they, they really freak out when there's, a, like, a nice person, like, at, you know, at not acting a fool, acting, you know, like they're fucking, you know, shit don't stink or, you know, yeah. on that level. You know what I mean? It's because everybody's the same. Everybody wants the same thing, you know, just to... I mean, yeah.
2: sometimes you got to prove, prove yourself to people. Like, I mean, I did. Yeah. I did a really weird thing this this summer when I played acoustic guitar for Zach Wild. And uh, my book agent said I'm black, and so we thought it was going to be unplugged. So we said, "Oh, this would be perfect." You know, so you somehow managed to get me on. You managed to give me the sports slot, and. Um, it wasn't, I'm sorry, it was full electric, we were just sitting down. So that was kind of daunting for me, you know, it's like 2,000 people, never knew not know who the fuck I was. Every now and then there'd be like two or three people, maybe five people in the venue out of 2,000 would knew who I was. I mean, that's how spread apart the genre is, really. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it kind of is. And um, But it was kind of interesting, but I mean, at, after a little while, you know, you know, just, you know, being on time and being polite about, you know, I would never take that stage until they told me I could, even it was clear, you know, just to set up my little, my little acoustic camp and, and by the end, but you know, a couple, couple, about a weekend, and they were fucking giving me everything I wanted. You know, what I mean, they're really nice folks, and you know, I sort of had to get there. You know, if I would have been a fucking dick, you know, and just been an arrogant motherfucker, then I, you would, you'd be, you'd be playing against, you'd be betting your head against the wall all, all touring, you know. Bottom line, cool. line, you get more,
3: yeah. you get, <laughs> you get farther, more bees yeah. with honey yeah, you than you do with vinegar that's for right. sure. You know, that's right. That's right. That's right. in any situation, you know, music or life. Yeah, right. we uh,
1: we saw you on that tour. Oh, you did, in Wichita, and we, that's what we were talking about. Like it, it's does the guy got balls or but, what? Does they're the they're guy all, got balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm trying See, to say. what, you I, know? Thought, what <laughs> I thought was was uh, yeah, it's just you and the guitar, but you're still, like, hitting the pedal and doing solo. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. fuck it, you know? Yeah. That was badass. But hit up there That a load in front
3: of all this fat, you know, those <laughs> people, like, you know I mean? <laughs> looking at your every... You yeah. know what I mean? You guys, you Not with a band, you know? You guys just... look familiar.
2: Have we ever talked before? When well, we met there. Kahuna's we, 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 Big yeah. oh. That's what you gotta call him. That's yeah, what I was to say. say, was gonna say. <laughs> and,
3: yes,
1: uh, but, yeah, it's like, it's unplugged, but they're all... Plugged in, just they're just sitting down. Maybe they should have called the sitting down. To well, what it was, you know what it is. He
0: did sit down
1: with what the what, brand is, piano I know, what I believe as it well. is, it, I do
2: believe that Zach might have a few health issues. Maybe, you know, I'm not really sure if he can. I'm not saying that it is definitely, but from what I'm kind of gathering, like, I mean, I don't know what his problem was that he did he stop drinking, like he had a blood clot or something like that. Yeah, like I'm not really sure. Oh my god, if um, well, the way it was explained to me is they were like, oh, they were songs that they already did that had been reworked. There's like more piano and stuff, and, and I don't know why they were sitting down. I think maybe because maybe you know he doesn't want to tour constantly standing. I don't know that to be a fact. Though. Probably helps, though. Yeah. Probably helps to sit down and play. But it was interesting, man. It was interesting. But uh, the point I'm trying to make is like you know that I just tried to just try to like kind of be just as applied as I could. And, and by the end, of, you know, it was cool, it worked out good. By the end of, this, by the, end of the tour, J, JD was out there jamming with him, you know, we, we did a, We jammed together. Oh, he came cool. out
0: and played. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, how was your reception as far as the people that didn't know you? Did you get people coming up to you?
2: I had a lot of people gonna come up to me, but, but the thing about it is, um, uh, I didn't have a—I don't have a social media site right now and everything like that, and so I didn't really have any merchandise to computers with Zach either. So I mean, you know, a lot of people came up were interested in it, in, were interested in who the fuck it was. People really didn't know who the fuck it was. They didn't know anything. Like, I had my girl at the time selling merch, and it was—you uh, was, know—it know, was hard. Mm-hmm. Sorry
0: for her.
2: <laughs> yeah, like how do you how do you guys write? Um, do you write together? Or do you... Uh, we we do both. Uh, sometimes he brings a riff to the table, and I, or I bring a, a riff to the table, or maybe even a, a whole song to the table, basically. And Then we fine tune it together. And then usually what we, we what we're getting on is we, we write, we start writing riffs together, and then we're you know trading off writing lyrics. I write a lot of lyrics. Um, he writes a lot of lyrics. But <laughs> you know sometimes. Um, but, like, you know, the past days of we, Spirit Caravan, we collaborated on quite a few songs, actually. Absolutely.
3: We're playing, like, songs off pretty much a lot of off Jugful of Sun because we're going to release Jugful of Sun through a little label, um, Henry's label, actually.
2: Henry Vasquez just started the label, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. And so we're going to do, you know, a repop of uh, Jugful of Sun for everybody, you know, because a, a lot of people don't have that original record, you know, that CD. That's what it's getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, we did we repressed it in uh, Europe through Andreas and uh, we, we man it, it just flew off the you know well the ones that he pressed just went away you know pretty fast so that was, that was good you know hopefully maybe in the future we might you know repress the vinyl over here too which would be real cool mm-hmm. that might be in the future of the jug, you know because that's a monument never did come
0: out of vinyl
2: too
3: not over here really it's it was I mean well, just there in Europe, but uh. On the repo. Yep.
0: Is that like after the new album?
3: Uh, the new album? Uh. Um, I
0: mean, is that. Are the plans to reissue it? Is that after the uh, new album?
2: It's already, it's already been pressed. I mean, it's. We we're, oh, we're, yeah, we're we're got discs? And, yeah,
3: we got discs now. Dix in already Texas. through Fr- Henry, and well, we just don't have them tonight, sorry. But we will have but, them. Uh, Tomorrow, because we're gonna drive by there on our way to Austin. You know, we them. always oh, want okay. we
2: always wanted to press vinyl. But with anything we have that can be pressed on vinyl, if somebody wants to press on vinyl, we can do it. We will because vinyls, is hot, man. Everybody yeah. wants vinyl. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's yeah, a big deal. So, you like know, it's a motherfucker it to carry around. It's heavy, and you know, I'm thinking, but, but man, Who it's cares? Just to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Sounds great. You know what I mean? Like
3: yeah. you put that needle on that record, and it's just that analog yeah. feeling. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, going way back to the early days of the Obsessed, you were in a scene that was dominated by punk and hardcore, and you always hear these stories about, you know, punk kids and metal kids, you know, not it getting was along. Pretty brutal. Did yeah. you
2: catch shit or? Did I, did. You I, did. It or? I did. I did. I did. I can. I can. I'm, I can remember a specific events. Actually, I mean, when when I put the Obsessed together, we had um, there was a guy in town. He was a punk rock kid who used to be like he was kind of like used to be kind of a hippie, and. um... He was working down this record store called Smash, and he heard, um, he heard our version of Concrete Cancer uh, off the Ma- Metal Massacre 6 record. Because he was into thrash, this guy. He was into a lot of the But He was a punk rock kid, you know, now. He, was, he wasn't a kid either. He was, he was almost my age, I think. So anyways, he uh, he told me, man, I really like that, that song, Concrete Cancer, because the middle part said, reminds me of the Captain Beyond. So we got to be friends with him, and he put together this band called Lethal Intent. He was sort of like... He was sort of like a real go-getter type guy, He's an entrepreneur kind of guy. So he he started putting the obsessed uh, on to these, onto like local shows. I mean, we already like we we grew up on punk rock, like you know, our our favorite bands were like Sabbath, of course, but also Bad Brains. Um, we loved Dead Kennedys, you know, when they were back in the day. Dead Kennedys, uh, Discharge, you know, they had a little bit of fucking attitude, and some attitude, you know, and uh. I liked, I really liked it a lot, you know. But I was really into the Dead Boys, fucking, you know, pistols and everything, you know. So, um, uh, so we sort of play we started playing out, and we knew we we already knew that we could play. We knew that we could, you know, I'm not trying to too darn, but we knew that we could play fast, and we knew that you know that we could you know we could do it, and so we just waited for the opportunity. So we got a couple of opportunities playing with uh, you know, some bands like um, uh, we played with on the, we played with the Dead Boys on the first reunion tour. Um, we played with, um, we played Bad Brains and on the green tape era. God, I remember walking in the soundcheck, the air soundcheck, and I remember walking to the old North 930 Club and walking in and being just pinned to this pole. They had, there, you know, by, the, by that sound coming off that stage. <laughs> but, I mean, so there was, like, so there, but the scene was, we had a, we had a pretty big following at the time, but the scene was, like, really split up. I mean, there was literally a line between the two camps. And I remember a couple times, uh, after we played the Dead Boys, we, we, oh, I forgot to mention, we had a pretty outrageous singer, too. Like, we started off as a three piece, you know, we started off as a four piece, but then we realized we, we wanted to do something different. So we moved into the realm of like three piece, wanted to find a singer. So we finally found a singer, uh, his name is Vance. He's a pretty crazy guy. Like, we would encourage him to do nutty shit. I mean, his singing was okay, but his, he was a really great showman. So. He would do. He would. We carry him to whip it out and shit. You know, he had like fucking big crank for the little guy and like he, and, like he would, he would do all kinds of shit right. like that. You know, green he, pea he, 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 yeah, he Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> our, our, okay, that was when he warmed up Lucy. That was a bad brain show For the bad show, when we supported the bad range, what he did was he had this he had this sculpture that he had made in school that was like of a, 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 a human head, but it, with no hair on it, obviously. So you know, so basically, it was kind of like it was this not so veiled. Just outright stab And the skin. I didn't know he was going to do it, but he took it and he set it on the stage. Right as we took the stage, we took the stage, get ready to play, and all of a sudden he sets his basically bald head on stage. And then he just fucking picks up a cinder block. And on, on one, two, three, four, he just smashes this head. You know? So there's just some <laughs> sort of symbolic thing, you know? I'm like, man, I'll tell you what, the, the kids, they, I mean, I you know,
3: looked at them all, their skin skinny. kids. majority of the kids, the the kids
2: that didn't really, didn't really care <laughs> But you know what? But, but the people that were paying attention were the people that counted. Like people paying attention were people like, you know, Wendell, Wendell Blow from Iron Cross, and, um, and SOA, Henry from SOA, you know, Ian, John Stab, John Sab, Both of them were John Sab from Iron Cross and then John Stab from the government issue, you know. Those people were the people that are coming up to going wow, you know, you guys want you to go out and play with us in this little bar? And, you know, they, they saw that we could bring it and we brought some folks and so they they, they liked the music, you know. And I, I know they hated when we played punk rock covers, though, you know. It's like, I remember Wendell telling me, God, I love it I love it when you play Decimation But I fucking can't stand it When you play <laughs> Caught with the meat mouth Well, that was, we had to play You know, when we started playing We had to play three sets So, like, we were really Scratching up Fuck scratching them up, you know But there, there's I, I remember on the Dead show uh, uh, Was it? Maybe it was a Bad Rain show One of those two shows I was standing out In the crowd watching the band And, like, some, some guy Some punk guy Like, fucking kind of Like, careened into me Intentionally and, Like, basically Fuck kicked me in the balls Basically and he said, well, you look pretty you act pretty rough up there or something like that. And I was just like, well, here I am, you know. So, you know, he kicks me in the balls and dances away. I don't know, you know. I wasn't trying to fucking, you know, We're completely outnumbered. So, you know, I just kind of, kind of like slunk away. <laughs> Actually, you know, he's got to kick his ball. But, you know, the bottom line is fucking, um, they didn't like us. They didn't like us. Wow. But we hung in there. Yeah. And then, and then we, according to like John Sab and, and our crack people, we passed the test with them was when we played at this little club. It was a real popular hangout called Carmichael. It was just a little nightclub where all the punks would go. And um, PA shit, we, had- we played a game with Iron Cross, I think. Got government issue and Iron Cross and the PA shut down. We were playing first. And we just kept playing. We just fucking. I just said, fuck it. We just burned through our set. I was screaming lyrics, you know, no PA. Had to remember that show. Mm-hmm. And that's the show where, that, where after that show we were accepted. I was told. Yeah. Whatever that meant. But I mean, another, yeah. another person that was really on our team it was Tesco V. Tesco V actually... Uh, enabled the Obsessed to play out of town because we played a bunch of shows with the Meat Men. Of course, the Meat Men weren't really a punk rock band anymore. Once you know, they started moving in, where well, were they ever a punk rock band? You know, the Meat Men were like kind of a parody band and like, you know, once we moved in, you know, I remember it was the era where Brian, or Brian, um, what's the dude's name played a Thread. thread Brian, uh, Brian Baker, Baker yeah. and Lyle Pressler were both in Tesco's band. And he had them both wearing these like fucking uh, these fake uh, caveman outfits and shit. Uh-huh. And it was like you know, like I just remember, it was, I just remember being pretty funny. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but, <laughs> That's awesome. but you know, I got a
0: question for you. What is does weed as weed have any kind of deep meaning? Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, no, no, name. not smoke really. Dirt weed, uh, yeah. smoke, dirt weed. They smoke dirt weed, smoke good weed, whatever, it, just as long as it's weed smoking it, and it gets legalized <laughs> sooner than later, that's uh, all I really care about, but um, yeah, that's, it's pretty much that's it, you know, it just doesn't really <laughs> yeah, have deep meaning. No,
2: I haven't yeah.
3: yet. I got to get a CD, <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you definitely gotta get. It. We got a new EP coming out. It's called "The Bong Remains the Same," and uh, we got "Rain and Bud" on there, and uh, "Cleptus Butanus," and uh, "Drop the Wax," and "Puff." We got a song called "Puff." Anyway, but <laughs> yeah, "Blood Force Trauma" is our first one. You know, and pretty much every song is on there about weed, except for one: "Eat Pussy." and uh that's it that's that's pretty that's pretty much the basic thing uh but it's it it should be around you know and out soon you know if we don't release it ourselves some maybe Ripple will release it for us maybe or just like distro it or something you know but hopefully that'll that'll happen in the future but we I mean right now we're talking about um Spirit Caravan. I'm talking about is uh Probably going to do a lot of touring here next, uh, like six months, you know, seven months, probably for the next year, couple years. You know, we're going to be really hitting it hard now. We're going uh, we to try
2: really
3: to really hit it hard. You know, that's what my outlook is. For we the can man.
2: now. You know, nobody's got ties and nobody's got anything holding back. Nobody's got a great job and they can't leave or something like that. So, I mean, now is the time.
3: Yeah. yeah, we're going to pretty much strike while the iron's hot, you yeah. know, while, I mean, we're not getting any younger, and uh, life, really. and, uh, this is our life, and, uh, this our life, pretty much, just <laughs> music, you know, yeah. and, I mean, I've been in several bands, you know, but Wine has been in several bands, um, um, Eddie's kind of been in, He's been in know, a lot of
2: bands, but kind of a little bit just, different genre, though. Yeah. He's, playing, he's played spiker rallies and stuff with some rhythm blues bands but, um, you know,
3: in, in our history, you know, in, in our history between me and Wino, you know, I mean, we we've, we've, we've done so much, you know. And then when we get together, like now, it's great, you know what I mean? Because everybody knows us from different other bands or whatever. But we were in the same band, and when we do get in this band, we, we really focus a lot, and we and there's a lot of love, and there's a lot of um, you know strength and power. It's to a that, you know? cause. I
2: mean, nobody nobody's you know we're. I mean, we're, we're not as motivated. I mean, of course, everybody has to be. You have to be motivated by money, Monetary to some extent. Stuff isn't but we're not really so motivated goal. by money that you know, like that we, you know, you know what I mean. Like we're not so motivated by money that you know we uh, we can't get along or you know that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna, yeah I mean, yeah.
0: being away probably helps too, right? When you're gone for 12 years or whatever, you know, people. Oh yeah, we weren't. Any, yeah, there's a lot of years. when oh, yeah. we weren't, you know, when weren't you come in back. each other's pockets yeah that's true yeah. oh There's yeah the, the
3: fans are just like, like ravenous about yeah. us you yeah. know what I mean the people that like us they really like us you know like a, a lot you know which is, is cool man I mean and what I mean, people we're, do we're, have to understand too though we're is, bringing you know, a good message you what like people
2: like. do have to understand too is though you know basically we are working in it, it is a new band because Ed's in the band so you know man he had a crash course you know and we learned as many songs as we possibly could I mean everyone's gonna have their favorite songs I mean, there's still like, you know, four or five that I would still like to, to play that we don't play yet, but I mean, I mean, we, we got, we started gigging, I mean, we started gigging and, and ready to roll before, you know, we really sat down and learned our whole repertoire. And to be honest with you, you know, it's like playing newer stuff is really important, and so I think it was, we thought it was more important to learn what we did, and then uh, start working on some new songs as opposed to, you know, just... Every, everything we do, you know. We're yeah, everything we're, we've done.
3: I mean, it, and as far as like gelling uh, as a, a band now, you know, uh, 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 it's pretty cool because we've been having these like cool jams, like you know, these open jams, or we just, just you know, groove on something. You know what I mean? I make it up, or Scott makes it up, you know, or Scott, you know, got a riff, I got a riff. We just groove on that, you know, or or in a key. Of some sort. One of, way. Our, new song, one of our new songs what? live. It, it,
2: yeah. we, we, we just kind of just naturally morphed into like a song we would always end up, we just go into a jam. So that's pretty cool. It just worked its way out naturally. And, 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 you know, there's yeah, no yeah. really set guideline to it. We know that when we're ending it, that's when it's going to happen. And so,
3: yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We, we go into this really cool, like, you know, jam at the end of the Sacred. That's the I name. Mean, actually, the, I think it's the song first time we've ever done song. that. It's called Sacred. I mean? One of the songs is called So Mortal Be. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, be the night. Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm talking about the old song. I what not be yeah, sorry. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. t- title. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, the new one is called Be the Night.
2: Uh, on i YouTube already for this tour? Yeah, both? I think some it's some of our new songs that.
3: are already airing. Like, probably
2: that. that's probably what we're calling call the records. but I'm
3: thinking. Be the night. Sacred. sacred. Oh, sacred. Yeah. oh, man. That's what I was going to kind of go
1: into next is, uh, well, a couple things. You, you said he you said he had a crash course. How long did it take you to learn all this, all this stuff, or was it was it a challenge?
2: Uh, yeah. We played fourteen songs the first gig or something.
3: Yeah, fourteen.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I had to jump in on it. Really, and we yeah. had a week to do it. Oh man, because <laughs> he was still in LA, and then he came back so. Crash course. Yeah, we were crackers, to like crazy. a little bit before he came uh, back. I was coming back up to Zach Wild wow. thing, so I, was doing, I stayed
3: in L.A. a little bit longer. that after that, he got, He's sick in Texas, and then yeah. took him a while to come back. So man, like literally, like you said, crash course. Yeah. It took, I mean, a week to learn But he like, did an amazing job t- You know, man. and
2: then, um, it was so You know, had these uh, new ideas Were kept up to you So, man you know, And of course we're
3: doing Some obsessed songs Why <laughs> yeah. wouldn't we? Right. You know, saying we're saying secretly really the, the obsessed Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool. Um, so. I, I, I saw that There's like whole sets on YouTube Yeah uh, Does that Are you guys okay with that? Does that bother you guys? Or? There's nothing
2: you can do about it First of all Second of all, well, true, tr- yeah, second of all yeah. I mean, second of all I think it spreads the word I mean I don't know what I don't know. I think that people would still buy the disc. You know, buy a, new, yeah. a, a disc full of new stuff. He's seen a couple of the songs. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool to see how the song develops. If I were a fan, I'd be tripping on. It. I'm sure we're going to get like. I really like the version, better than <laughs> you know? that. But but yeah. the bottom line is, I, I, there's nothing you can do about it. And I think it helps at a band at our level. I think it spreads the word. I don't
3: know. Yeah. I, what you we recorded three songs too. Um, the one is um, "Razor Wire." Uh, and we and, uh, recorded the
2: two we're gonna do and then another one that we do sometimes
3: too yeah and it's it's gonna be really cool you know it's a little funky uh wanna like sat the funky like a little bit because like you said there's not too many funky dome bands out there I mean not funky know, like you know, yeah but you know like quirky like- <laughs> but like you know it's got a little bit of you know like you know like Skinner and Funk, you know, cool. kind of like. we all say, take solos
2: around, it's like a little jazzy, Oh, don't know, that's really cool. It's a little jazzy. You try to play funk. that tonight or what? Sure, we can rock it. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like you was saying earlier, our new songs, you know, what we're going to develop in our new band, basically, it's, the, it's like kind of the new Spirit Caravan, mm-hmm. should I say? Yeah. Uh, that's what's happening.
1: As far right as talking anyways.
0: Um, two and a half hours
1: yeah I think. two and a half hours
0: yeah. or so something like that when you guys go in to record right, we already you, recorded three well I mean just like those three or any time like how do you get in the right mindset to cause your songs like your music and especially your lyrics are a lot deeper than most bands you know like is it do you have to get yourself in the right state for that or is it just something you can just do at any time it's gotta it's gotta be developed and we'll, yeah. we'll flesh it
2: out as much as we can and, you know the studio I mean, in rehearsal, I mean, it's really good if you can take a song on the road live. I mean, if you can take a song that you're going to record, the songs you're going to record, if you can take them out on the road, play them live before you record them, then that's really, really good because then you really know how to, really look, You really then you can really feel the song. You can feel how to phrase, you can feel how it's going to go. A lot of times, you know, because the lyrics are, are the, to me, the lyrics, uh, they either come all at once or something. then it's going it could be a slow crawl, you know. So you on any given time to record, I'm probably still going to be finishing a few lyrics up in the studio. You know what I mean? A few last lines or a few last words. So it's nice if you can have the whole song finished. and, Like how you're going to sing it? You know, <laughs> then you can really build it out in the studio. We take what you can get. You know, it's you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean we well we we're working right now with Chris Kozlowski, the guy we've always worked with. You know, on all, all, th- all stuff, yeah. yeah all three records actually. <laughs> all you three know, full all, lungs, yeah. All three Spirit Caravan records we have worked with. Chris, you know, uh.
2: he's got an old style way of playing. He's really in, he's really into guitar. Like, you yeah. know, that's we 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 strayed from him for a minute, and uh, the bass played for, play for, play for the hidden hand. hidden hand was was yeah. an engineer, so we did a couple things with him, and we never have never gone back to him till now. But he has a, uh, I mean, he, like I said, he's really guitar oriented. You know, he's really guitar and that kind of seventies style is really important to him. Um, we. I, I think he understands, the, he understands the the big drum sound, but it wasn't the big drum sound, like, and everything else comes around it, you know what I mean? Like, how modern, drum, modern shit it, it got to be. But he's an interesting guy. I mean, he doesn't have... Is, yeah, we practice no in his protils, house man, well, No pro tools, well. no... So protils, no he just sets theater. up
3: mics in the slave shack.
2: And we're used to pro tools now, you know? So it's yeah, like, yeah. that can almost <laughs> be like... It's all about performance in that type of situation. There's, there's, not, a, there's not anything like... Well, let me yeah, grab a little yeah, bit of that. Pro
3: Tools, so, you can't move it around. Give it out a couple times and I'll it, put it in you know? Like, yeah, the yeah, chorus and all that <laughs> stuff. We know he's got the old school, man. Like, it's all
2: about performance, man. So you, you take the cake, the right. cake, you're yeah, going to tape. Yeah. That's the way it was in I the mean, old days, it, you know? It, it, you hard he's for it.
3: got the old school, like, ADAT type like, recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man, like no, The computer
2: is pretty. It's, I mean, that's almost unheard of these days. Right? Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a music computer or can download all that to. Pro Tools and then mess with it there, you know.
1: It used to it seemed like it used to be like bands would catch shit for using Pro Tools and now it's just like it's the norm.
2: Yeah, it is the norm. Yeah. I mean, it's so the norm, but basically like I've always believed like even though the obsessed with the three piece beer game three piece, I always believe, man, you know, use what you can in the studio, use all the tools you can. Mm-hmm. So I'll put down a couple of fat rhythms behind it. You know, I mean, I'll put down a couple when I'm taking a cell off put put down a couple of fat rhythms, why not, man? Make it make the recording whatever it can be. I think you know. I mean, live. I mean, you don't want to hear that that pat rhythm back there, but fucking, we'll still we'll still hear it. Uh, I think we covered it,
1: It was awesome. Cool. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yes, thanks, uh, well, you're just, uh, We appreciate it. Give a guys, guys, some, we appreciate
3: Thank you, Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, guys, Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thank it was awesome. Nice yeah,
2: I think cool. you guys are ready. We, we talked a little so bit. Is Jack well, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you were out in the parking lot
0: shaking hands and, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of thing. He's nice fellow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy in. There you go. Dave Sherman. Wino. Scott Weinrich. And Ed Gooley. Of Spirit Caravan, recorded live at the Downtown Lounge, November 2015. And here we are, early September 2022. And Dave Sherman passed away, and like I said, just wanted to throw this out as a tribute to the man. So if you're just listening to this as a fan of music and you never really listen to Spirit Caravan or any of Dave's other work, now is the time to do it. Show some love. You know, send it out there into the universe. So a huge thank you to Dave, you know, for sending this out into the universe for agreeing to do this episode, you know, getting a chance to talk to him and why now. You know, a huge thank you, of course, to Jake Thompson, you know, for all those great times at the Downtown Lounge and this being one of the coolest times. So there you go. If this is your first time checking this out, man, three hundred and fifty six previous episodes. And when it comes to doom and stuff like that, one of the guys that I think if you made a, a Doom or Sludge Mount Rushmore, you would have to have Kirk Weinstein on it. He's been on this podcast a couple times. Jimmy Bauer, you know, who is in Down with Kirk and of course in Superjoint and I Hate God has been on here. Fat on guys you know, from Superjoint, Typo Negative, Prong, Helmet, Corrosion Conformity, Clutch, Testament, Megadeth, Kiss, Def Leppard, Guns and Roses. Deep Purple. Man, there is a long ass list. So just dig through it all. DeThunder underground dot com you can listen there. Most anywhere podcasts are heard you can listen. Wherever you're listening right now, bookmark it. Like it. Subscribe to it, whatever it allows you to do so you don't miss future. Episodes And speaking of future episodes, we've got one coming up with Kenneth Bryan of the Kenneth Bryan Band, a great bluesy rock, southern rock, Americana country hybrid dude who has some great music out there. We've also got one coming up with Jeff Buner, the vocalist of the Loyal Order, a newer band that's got one studio album out, and it also features the... Guitarist of Black and Blue, Brandon Cook, who has been on this podcast before. I've also got the Rock Loma review episode. And I've got a really cool interview with one of my favorite metal singers. Scheduled for next week. I'm not going to mention it because this interview has been postponed twice. So I don't want to mention it in case something happens and it doesn't happen again. So, Anyway, stuff to look forward to. I'll mention that on the next episode if it happens. But until then, check out some of those previous episodes, share this around, send out the love to Dave Sherman, his family, friends, and fans. Once again, a huge thank you to DB Concerts, Med Farm, and Sunset Tattoo. And until next time, Thunder Underground, y'all.